Hello, everyone. This is Monica. You knew that. Um, uh, so I just wanted to pop in here and say, I know there's weird audio issues in the last 25 or so minutes of this podcast. And if that's going to drive you insane, no one's mad at you if you skip this one. Um, I guess maybe Rivers will be mad at you, but I won't be mad at you. Um, I expect no one to listen to this. Um, so it's always surprising when any of you do. Um, but yeah, I mean, I just wanted to say future episodes won't have that madness. We have finally figured out a good microphone situation. Um, you know, we're in a, we're in a good place. Um, but unfortunately the end of this really does have insane, irritating to listen to microphone problems. So just brace yourself. Um, and thank you for listening to our sporadically released podcast. Um, I guess that's it. I hope you're all healthy and good. I don't know why I'm ending this like a a letter to a long lost friend, (laughs) but you know, uh, that's what, that's just kind of the vibe of quarantine. Um, okay. So carry on, enjoy this podcast episode. It's fun and good. Um, anyway. How's life in California's version of the virus? Oh, it's wonderful. The waves are neon blue now. Oh, yeah. I saw some videos of that. I I used to go and see the waves, the like glowing phytoplankton or whatever that is yeah. when I was a kid. Yeah. It's really cool. Yeah, that's happening right now. And I was, I was going to do it last night and then I fell asleep. Oh, sure. <laughs> well, you know, maybe you'll maybe you'll stay up tonight. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm gonna try. I'm gonna try tonight. I'm drinking drinking tea right now. Does it only happen really late at night? Is that what it is? No, I think it's just at night, generally. Yeah, because it's Cause uh, I, I was like, eight years old when we used to go when I lived in San Diego, and we would just like walk to the beach and see it. Yeah, it's uh, well, what it is, is it's red tide, actually. Yeah, it's actually like a bad it's not bad it's just a bunch of like the little animals that light up are called dinoflagellates so it's a bunch of little tiny micro shrimp uh that right now the water out in san santa monica bay looks uh you know it looks very uh like uh kind of reddish looks like wine a little bit yeah uh, so yeah they call that a red tide and then at night when the uh you know when the tides come in they all start glowing so but there's something bad about a red tide, right? Like you can't swim in it or something. It's like bacteria you, levels they, like, are kill weird. Kill fish or something. Yeah. It, uh, usually, uh, if it's uh, uh, yeah, a lot a lot of times it'll kill a bunch of fish. You're not supposed to eat fish that you catch off the beach in a red tide. I think is the deal. Yeah. Well, that makes sense. Yeah. And then there's the other <laughs> thing that's similar to red tide uh, that I know happens in Mobile called Jubilee. Which doesn't have to oh. do with uh, it's not doesn't actually have to do with the bacteria. I think it's literally just like changing uh, like Gulf like tides or something. Just basically sucks a bunch of fish out from the deep end and deposits them directly onto the beach. Uh, and you can just walk along the beach and just eat whatever fish you find. So that's <laughs> that's the thing down in Mobile. That's fun. I, I didn't even know about that. Yeah, they uh, they had they used to have. I don't know if they still do, but once upon a time they had like a little city, you know, music festival called Jubilee City Fest down there. Oh, that's so fun. Yeah, I you know I have you know I've, I haven't been here that long, and I've had limited experience with Alabama beaches. But mm-hmm. when I went 
to Orange Beach, Alabama, um, I was really excited to see people like coming down with like their little buckets and crabbing. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I've I've never seen that before. Like California beaches, that just doesn't really happen. Um, My mom does that. She's got. I was really excited about it. I want to do it next. I mean, we were staying in a hotel, so we didn't. There was no. <laughs> we didn't have a plan once we had a crab. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, you just boil it. You just get a big ass pot and boil it. <laughs> just, just put just put it in in the like second bed in the room and you know <laughs> make it make it comfortable <laughs> till we get it home well yeah. how big a crabs can you get from that pretty large the blue, big blue crabs like people were down there with big buckets and they like all the little like cute beach surf shops sold like the buckets and the little like net you use to get catch them yeah yeah, the, wow. the last time I was, uh, the last time I stayed down in Orange Beach was at my uh, my friend Jingle's beach house, and he lived next to Zeke's Marina, and he had crab traps, uh, and he lived just off of uh, Cotton Bayou, which is kind of a backwater there, and uh, yeah. he'd go to we'd go to Zeke's Marina every morning and get the fish heads, uh, like that people were gonna throw away, and then fill them yeah. up with the crab traps, and then at night we'd pull up those traps, and literally there was nothing, there was no available space in the traps that wasn't crab. Like, oh. <laughs> like <laughs> that's so fun. It was awesome. By the end of the week, I was like, I'm done. And crabs, like, you know, one of my top five foods. And I was like, I can't, I cannot eat any yeah. more crab. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I mean, I was, uh, that was my first time swimming in the Gulf, I think, too. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I was having a lot of first experiences at once because <laughs> I, I was like, I, the second I set foot in it, I was like, oh, it's hot. Yeah. I didn't know. Oh, yeah. I'm so used. I was so used to California beaches, which are freezing. Sure. We also, I had never really experienced jellyfish and there were like oh. a shitload yeah. of jellyfish. Ugh, yeah, those are the worst. The worst is the ones that have been kind of pulverized by the waves and now they're their bodies are no more, but their parts are just floating free, so you don't even Ew. see them. <laughs> so yeah. it's just like a phantom fucking stinger that, yeah. Uh, I think my... These are actually something different. Uh, these are actual, like, uh, if not microscopic, then, like, just, you know, slightly bigger than microscopic jellyfish down in Australia called Irukandji. And, uh, and but I don't think that's what those were, but that is what my dad would call them. <laughs> the little no see uh. no jellyfish pieces. <laughs> the Irukandji. I mean... I was so confused. Like, I was like, why does something hurt right now? Like, I didn't, I just didn't even know. And then later saw a jellyfish and I was like, oh, ah, ooh, yeah. Ooh. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> it was hours later and I was like, I guess someone has to pee on me. I don't know how that works. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm fine now, but it happened. You know what I used uh, to some, to some great effect actually for the jellyfish thing was a uh, weirdly diet Dr. Pepper. Oh, that's just. I, I what, wonder why. I think it's just the the bubbles and the soda and stuff like that, and the maybe the acid, um, huh. the acid in it or something. I don't know. But I've heard lemon I mean, juice. I, I buy it. Yeah, I've heard lemon <laughs> juice. I've heard pee, which really should be the op. You know, I feel like if if one of those works, then the other one shouldn't work because you know. Lemon juice is yeah. acidic and pee is basic, so it's like I don't know, <laughs> one of those shouldn't work. But uh, yeah. yeah, anyway, that's that's what I, that's what we happen to have in the cooler, and it just felt good to pour something cold on it, and I was like, ooh, that actually sure. kind of works. So anyway, it's 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 cool we got to pee so fast. Uh huh. Yeah. <laughs> Um, well, anyway, you know, uh, welcome to What Did You Learn with Luke and Monica. I'm Monica Scott. 
boy. <laughs> Guys, I'm going to be very honest with this one. Uh-huh. I did not pre-screen this song, nor did I particularly okay. know what it was. Uh-huh. But I pulled up Spotify and it was already loaded on there. Oh, okay. <laughs> so this is just This was just something you were actually listening to. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. Okay. Is there about to be a? <laughs> What's the? What, what were you doing? Wait, who? That voice sounds familiar. Who is that? <laughs> Let's see. This is, um, T- Timmy Trumpet, Savage, Jax, and Vega. Oh, okay. Never mind. I thought that was a voice. I, I swear, I thought it was like Tone Loke or Coolio or something like that. That I recognized <laughs> the voice, but apparently not. <laughs> um. What were? Well, okay. That. Uh, again, I can't hear those. <laughs> so it only kind of sounds like like it sounded like a, a, a song from The Matrix or something. <laughs> yeah, that's about right. Okay, cool. Like I'm the glad cave I caught, I caught, The Matrix Reloaded. I, yeah, yeah. I'm glad I caught the vibe, um, even not hearing it very much. Well, <laughs> that's Luke. <laughs> oh, yeah. Hi. Uh, and our forever guest is Rivers Langley. Hello. <laughs> um, oh, man, that really sounds like what reality is becoming, which is that, like, we're all dead and we're just stuck podcasting forever. <laughs> that might be the case. I don't know. I'm, this could be a Twilight Zone. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm okay with it. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty neutral as far as afterlifes go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that seems fine. It's not, it's not quite torture and it's not my favorite (laughs) (laughs) right it's just like fine it's it's good enough yeah um well hey we watched we watched a real fun one that um was like one of the first suggestions rivers ever made to us yeah i was gonna say this was a uh, good old documentary that i watched in uh uh uh, Dr. McKelly's uh, uh, 4,000 level modern English literature class, which had, no- I mentioned that this was the American movie episode that we did way early on. Uh, yeah. And I mentioned that it was a literature class with no literature. Uh, it was all documentary <laughs> films. <laughs> and yeah. And this, this was one of them. It's crazy because you suggested this like when we started the podcast. Yeah. And then sort of with the caveat of like, but you can't find it anywhere. It doesn't exist anywhere anymore. Yeah. If I remember the class correctly, McKelly was like, hey, whoever gets because the I think the way he taught the class was like every, you know, every week we did two documentaries and had like a or maybe it was just one and we had, you know, two, you know, one day of viewing and then two days of discussion and uh, each uh, they kind of broke the class up into groups and each group had a different documentary and you had to kind of like you know study it and stuff like that so the one I ended up yeah. doing was uh, with my group was uh, uh, Sherman's March uh, which oh, I don't think we have okay. watched yet but uh, but I remember when he assigned Hands on a Hard Body to that group he was like hey uh, come see me after class because this this DVD you can't like I think the cheapest copy on Amazon at the time was like seventy five dollars because they probably <laughs> printed like three hundred DVDs and it was just this like yeah. it's like a super collector's item. But now it's available. Yeah, it's sure available, and we're gonna probably need to have a discussion about where it's available and what that whole situation is. <laughs> well, I think we we should you know tell people up front where it's where it's streaming at because yeah. it's so weird. 
I just mean it's gonna spin. This is gonna spin a whole conversation in itself. But the movie we watched, <laughs> which I we haven't really said the title much, is "Hands on a Hard Body," is what it's called. Um, uh, it is available on Mailchimp's website. Uh, I'm sorry, Monica. Are you saying uh, Mail Mail Kemp? <laughs> is that? Uh... <laughs> oh, Mailchimp. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> uh, Why? Yeah. Why is the big question? Yeah, I, I personally didn't realize that Mailchimp has like this weird kind of. One, a, 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 a vague streaming platform. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what but else I'll, is on there? Because I, so I we, haven't looked we, yet. Yeah, we, we really looked at the stuff that was on there because some of it seemed kind of cool. I'm, I'm um, sorry, have you guys not gotten into MailChimp Originals yet? <laughs> no, but it's it is big. interesting. <laughs> I, I, I did see there's a lot of podcasts on there. Um, oh, really? Including, yeah, they have like a podcast network essentially, uh, and including a podcast hosted by Garbage's Shirley Manson. Whoa! Um, what? <laughs> yeah, I didn't. What the hell yeah! I didn't check it out, but you know she's cool. It's probably interesting. Yeah, she um, can talk about her work on the Big Daddy soundtrack. <laughs> it, it, there are a lot of documentaries on there. There are a lot of short films on there. And there are a lot of like, kind of like, entrepreneur focused web series type things that are like short documentaries, but like, with sort of entrepreneurs in mind. Okay. And they they are in email service right (laughs) yeah yeah so so they so they offer like email and marketing tools for entrepreneurs so i kind of get what they're doing sort of with this (laughs) like 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 the more i talked about it after watching this movie and kind of looking at the website the more i like talked myself into this making sense that that mailchimp is a streaming service yeah (laughs) I mean, I guess it, it, the idea is to like, like you know, license some like cheaper properties like this, like because this is, I mean, this is a, you know, this is kind of a cult movie, so the license on this might not be that expensive, and it drives more people to the website that I didn't necessarily, uh, uh, you know, poke around long enough to figure out if I needed to send mass emails out, but uh, I guess I went <laughs> to Mailchimp.com to watch the movie. Well, so. Yeah, I mean, I was kind of just thinking about, in general, about, like, MailChimp's whole existence in the public awareness. Because, like, you re- you referenced it, right? It's yeah. like, Serial is, like, what made, what put MailChimp on the map for everyone. Right. Because it's, like, famously, in, in the industry of podcasting, is, like... F- people still talk about it as like a sponsor who got way more than they paid for. Yeah, yeah hell yeah. <laughs> Cause no pot, they just sponsored the whole series. I'm sure that all that meant was like Sarah Koenig's salary for a year, maybe. Right. And like, I don't know, an editor or something <laughs> like it could, it couldn't have been that much money and nobody just no podcast had ever been that successful before but i think that like spun mailchimp in this weird like direction of like editorial content <laughs> where they were like oh i guess we should do this yeah cuz they they sponsor like south by southwest a lot and stuff like that like they sponsor a lot of film festivals oh okay so i kind of see the angle they're they're using of like 
you know, oh, we're here for like the artistic entrepreneurs and we'll (laughs) host your content and stuff like that. But this particular movie, yeah, I I don't know. Like all the other ones, I'm kind of like, oh, this seems like it was in a festival and that's why they put it up here. Yeah. This one, I'm like, who at MailChimp? (laughs) Like someone took that class with Rivers, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, so the movie is shot on high eights. Like it's it is shot with just like a couple of like Sony handy cams in nineteen ninety five or whatever. So it does look very low budget. But this was a film that was, you know, in the age right before uh, you know, right before the internet, this was kind of the, you know, passed around like a meme. Yeah. You know, sort of a thing of, of uh, VHS. And uh, so much so that I, I don't know if you guys watched the the clip of uh, Quentin Tarantino talking about this movie. No. Did y'all watch that? So if you go to the Hands on a Hard Body, if you go to their website, they have a clip from uh, The Tonight Show where uh, Quentin Tarantino and Jimmy Fallon are talking because they both worked at a video store. And so they're kind of they're kind of talking about like reminiscing about working about working in a video store in the 90s. And uh, and Fallon asked Tarantino, he goes, well, is there you know, is there one movie that you can think of that you would recommend to everybody? Which is a stupid question to ask Tarantino, because, of course, he goes, well, you know, I I would get to know somebody personally and then recommend something based on their personality. And he starts going down that train of thought and then he stops and he's just like. Actually, you know what? I do have one that I would recommend to everybody. And it's a documentary that they shot in Texas in the mid-90s called Hands on a Hard Body. That's <laughs> that's the movie that I could absolutely recommend to any person on the planet and they could find something to identify with in it. So it's, you know, it's got that kind of, uh, you know... The people who know about it fucking are, are super into it. It's very... It's not, not entirely unlike American movie in that in that regard. Yeah, I do think, though, that, I mean, so far my experience of it is that not as many people know about it, I guess. Right, right. Because I recommended it to a few people that I was pretty sure would have already heard of it, but I just wanted to... I just wanted to make sure they knew they could watch it on MailChimp. Um, <laughs> you should work for MailChimp. <laughs> I really, I mean, also how I found it, because I sent it to you guys. I was yeah. like, um, <laughs> this is on MailChimp, MailChimp for some reason. Movies? And I found it because some Twitter guy posted. And, and, oh, shit. And some Twitter guy, I like, I don't even remember who it was. It's like at Bobby or like one of those types. Yeah. Like yeah. Drill or one of those. Uh-huh. But um, tweeted like, I have no idea why this, why MailChimp is hosting movies. I don't understand what this website is, but this movie rocks. Yeah, and yeah. it was hands on a hard body. And I was like, what? That's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it's interesting. Not that many people seem to know about this. I mean, with the exception of there was like a musical, I guess, in 2014 in Chicago. Yeah. So this movie actually got its re-release. Uh, because I took that class in 2009. It was my it was my like last one of my last classes I took, one of my last semesters yeah. of college. Um, so if I had just waited, you know, a couple of years to see the movie, it got a re-release on DVD in I think 2012, uh, huh. which is which was uh, around the time that they optioned it for um, for the musical. But you know what I also found out is that uh, Robert Altman before he died 
was in the process of turning this into a movie with Mer- <laughs> okay. oh, Meryl, with Meryl Streep. <laughs> oh, that's good as oh, the religious that lady. Been so good. Yeah, it was like the last okay. thing he was kind of working on. Oh. <laughs> um, I gotta say because immediately, immediately when the movie started, I was like, why? Isn't this? I would love for this to be like a drama, like yeah. a, a, a a scripted drama with Matthew McConaughey as Benny, and yep. like I I don't know who else, but I just feel like this this would make such a good kind of like for like for like a cool filmmaker who would kind of have fun with it. Yeah, well, it's Linklider. It's it's got to be Linklider. Uh, you know, it's Texas. I mean, <laughs> or even, has I be. would like. I would like like Tarantino or something. Yeah. Someone yeah. who could really heighten the like s- kind of absurd drama of it. Yeah. yeah, this is not a Linklater thing. Like like stylistically, it's kind of the opposite of what he does. It's like Texas and like people in Texas and that kind of stuff. But yeah. like Robert Rodriguez. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> oh, that would be cool. Actually, but like I just I just wanted to say that like uh you know like Linklater. So many of his movies are just kind of like it's a slice of life and there's not really any narrative drive. But like look at these people kind of existing. You know. Yeah. yeah i guess that's true but but like this movie is like so primal right from the beginning where it (laughs) so clearly establishes exactly who these characters are and exactly what they want and the one goal that they're all pursuing right right which is like not a link later movie at all but like there's so many people who could like do this so well yeah well the one i was thinking of and they actually make kind of a passing reference to if not this movie then this you know kind of contest phenomenon uh is the movie bernie uh, have yeah. you seen that one? Oh, yeah. Years ago, The yeah. Jack Black one? Yeah, that's Linklider. And Matthew McConaughey plays a sheriff in that movie. And he's talking about, like, you know, ways that he gets people, to, you know, ways he busts people and stuff. And he goes, oh, yeah, a couple years ago, we had a hard body contest. And I invited all the deadbeat dads in the county. <laughs> <laughs> and I just arrested every last one of them as they came rolling into the dealership. So it gets oh, at least, like, so sort funny. of like a nod okay. in that I- I'm sure he could do it if if he put his mind to it. Totally, it's not yeah. like stylistically I mean, what I think of as a Linklater movie. I mean, it, it's insane how much Benny reminded me of Matthew McConaughey <laughs> characters. <laughs> yeah, for real. Like so, so Texas-y, but so like profound in everything he said. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it felt like he was like speaking in like Texas haikus. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> It was really funny. I, 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 yeah, I would kill to see. Th- I mean, I'd, I, I'll just start writing it, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think, I mean, I don't know how far Altman got into it, but I'm sure there was at least a treatment. Like, he, they, he'd apparently, like, begun casting. Like, he had that, that much, uh, you know, had that gone that far into it where Meryl, I wonder Meryl who Streep was Meryl Streep was going to play. Ah, yeah. Wait, what? So, what year? What era are we talking here? Well, Altman died in like 2010, so it'd have to be like around there, I think. I think that's when he died. Don't quote me on that. I Mm. would like to see her as the religious lady, I feel like. That's kind of who I was thinking it would have to be. Uh, Although they don't really really bear a physical resemblance, but uh, age wise, she's the only person on that truck that kind of fits, unless they just sort of, you know, invented a new character, which, you know, Altman would probably have no compunction about doing you sure of course but uh i mean there was like the lady who like worked at the dealership and was like running the contest who kind of like chastises everybody at one point yeah oh yeah 
Like I could see that lady kind of being a bigger character in a in a dramatic version of it. Yeah, kind of the cutthroat, like you know, owner or something of the dealership. Yeah, or, yeah. and sort of just like a villain to all these people who are trying to do this thing. Yeah, Altman died in 06, by the way. So that's 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 oh, when wow. that development would have happened. Yeah, because I remember. Yeah, Prayer Home Companion was his last uh, his last movie. So he was getting you know he was getting heavy into the uh, the NPR recommendations. Uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> towards the end, heavy heavy. To the folksy bullshit in the yeah. end. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's so funny. Um, well, what Rivers has already seen this, but Luke, what was your kind of first impressions of the movie? Had, had did you like it? Did you have any feelings? Oh, I was on the edge of my seat from the opening line. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was. It's so weirdly gripping. Yeah, like immediately, like the first line is like, it's not about like who can hold up physically it's about not going insane <laughs> like i'm fucking in on yeah. whatever this is yeah yeah like, i don't know who this thanos is who's like <laughs> <laughs> yeah well, i remember when we got the assignment right like i didn't i you know we were watching everything week to week so i didn't even like look into what it was because it wasn't the one that i was assigned you know right. I, was, I was assigned uh, uh, the uh, Sherman Sherman's March. So I watched that and kind of studied that, and then the rest of it, I was like, I'll just you know watch it cold and then jump in the discussion. And right. I was I didn't know what this movie was about, and just based on the title, you know, I was like, oh, it's like a probably a murder thing, like hands on a hard body. As I was thinking, like rigor mortis, like it's mm-hmm. like some sort yeah. of murder documentary or something. And then it starts, and like within, t- I just remember, I I remember this sitting in class and just being like bracing myself for one thing. And then when I figured out what it was, and that the human drama attached to putting your hands on a truck and being the last person <laughs> to it would be yeah. more than a murder documentary. <laughs> like yeah. it's even more dramatic. I was just like, yeah. this is this is fucking brilliant. Oh yeah, it it ruled. I mean, it was so fun. I, I, dear listener, please. Yeah. I hope you've already stopped this and watched it once, but yeah. stop it and watch it again. Get thee to MailChimp. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so grateful to MailChimp now. <laughs> they should really True. be sponsoring this episode. They should just True, send us 100 truly bucks. Truly <laughs> the twist I never saw coming in my quarantine <laughs> is how much I appreciate MailChimp right now. <laughs> um yeah it it it's so good um i i don't know which character i loved the most yeah i mean i think it has to be benny right (laughs) it's like well benny benny's pretty great um i i didn't i don't remember pretty much anyone else's name but the (laughs) black dude in the beginning from like mississippi or something oh yeah ronald mccowan (laughs) Yeah, boy, I really liked him a lot. <laughs> Ronald, Ronald with the uh, I don't know what to call these except like leather lesbian sandal shoes. Yes, uh, those I had a pair of those in the mid nineties. I, I was like, wow, that shit takes me back because it's not a shoe, but it's not a sandal. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But it's, it's <laughs> sort of like it does technically cover your feet, but it's just a bunch of like strips of leather. Yeah. Kind if of it's closely it's the, bound. It's the perfect shoe. If you're a lady to walk your girlfriend across the golden <laughs> gate bridge with it's, 
That's what it's for. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, he wore those shoes. He was like hoping his girlfriend would come and bring him other shoes. And he ate... How many Snickers did that man eat? Through the, through oh, the, he <laughs> lost count, didn't he? Yeah, I think he was like, <laughs> one, two, three, four, five... Six Snickers and then yeah. <laughs> at least yeah yeah well at the beginning he says I'll either eat an orange or Snickers for energy and then he gets in and it's just six Snickers bars. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! The the rules for nutrition were different back then. <laughs> yeah. Well, and we we should say before we you know go any further in case there and again for some reason there because we've you know started doing the Patreon thing where we talk about movies and stuff and there are people who listen to these mm-hmm. kinds of things and don't watch the movies so oh yeah I mean people tweet at us all yeah. the time <laughs> saying that they don't watch the movies and so I'm so sorry that th- with this one we had to just dive right in and start yeah talking. yeah so I'm telling you you're gonna want to watch it but if you're one of those people that you're just like fine just give it to me and then I'll figure it out it we should tell people that it's this movie was shot in 1994, uh, and it is a contest uh, in a town called Longview, Texas, at a dealership called Jack Long Nissan, and it is a contest where they are trying to win a uh, a truck that is purportedly fifteen thousand uh, dollars. Yeah, which which I was like in nineties money. In nineties yeah. money, that is crazy expensive for a tiny like two seater cab. Nissan pickup truck. Uh, is that, that they were like even in nineties uh, money for a, a pickup, brand I, new? I, 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 see, I was gonna say my. I think so. I, I have a friend who owned this truck, yeah. like this exact Nissan hard body truck, and while it is a pickup, it's fucking tiny, man. <laughs> like okay. you could like two people seated in the back was like kind of cramped. Yeah, and and I say that having ridden in the back of this truck a bunch. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's it's man, uh, yeah, it was, it was probably almost double. Yeah, the value. Yeah, yeah, I, I was like that. That's a that seems expensive to me for that, but I don't know. Maybe I'm just off, like wildly off on how much I think, uh, or. Either over or under, I can't think right now of of like how much inflation there's been since 1995. I, I, I googled I googled the 1994 inflation calendar. Oh, okay, and it's and it's like uh, almost double. Oh, oh so that'd yeah. be it's like thirty thousand like now. A hundred dollars, a hundred dollars in 1994 would be like 175 dollars now, basically. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so this is like this would be like high twenties now. Oh, that is expensive. Yeah, it's <laughs> yeah. kind of a lot okay, yeah. for a single cab. Yeah. Uh, let's. Yeah, not a particularly impressive truck. Just a truck. Yeah, yeah. I'm looking up like. <laughs> I'm looking up like <laughs> Nissan single cab uh, trucks right now, and I think uh, let's see. Look at like the Frontier, because <laughs> my dad essentially has the current version of this truck, like the Nissan Frontier single cab. <laughs> okay, so, man, I guess that's about the same price then. Yeah, a new one's like 22000 uh for a single okay. cab. So, anyway. that's. I mean, but they also, they, they made this big deal at the dealership. I mean, which it was very dealership-y, but they were like, oh, it's decked out with all the accessories. Yeah. <laughs> which, as far as I could tell, was like... 
floor mats. Some handprint stickers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It looks like you only get the the glance the inside of the truck once at the end when when the the guy wins yeah. it. And yeah, it looked like it had cloth seats. Didn't look like it had a sunroof or nothing. Like, yeah, I don't, I don't think there's that many amenities in that thing. Uh, yeah. If it's anything like the one that my friend owned, my I remember this is my friend uh, uh, Johnny Mose, uh, my buddy who lives in North Carolina now, and uh, when he cranked that thing up, it literally like because the the, the, t- the the drive belt or something was fucked and it just sounded like a velociraptor waking up in the morning like it would just be like <laughs> <laughs> like it made this ungodly noise when it started up so and that was uh, that was 2005 <laughs> so you're talking about putting 10 years on a truck and it sounds like that you know so anyway yeah but that's that's what they're that's what they're trying to win and you only win by you have to keep a hand everybody's wearing gloves too which really starts fucking with people towards the end mm-hmm. uh, right not to mess up the paint uh i think that would be the meryl streep character as they cut to that woman who's just like well you know we you have to wear gloves because we'd hate for you to mess up the paint with your sweat (laughs) it was such an annoying thing when she said that i was like i just that's not true (laughs) there's there's that woman who's like you're being a bitch (laughs) that woman who's so sleep deprived i think she thinks there's like bugs in her gloves or something and she's like really uncomfortable with them She's like, my skin's oh, peeling yeah. off. <laughs> oh, yeah. The one who takes her hands yeah, off like said... 30 seconds before the break. Yeah. 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 Mm, God. She got confused. Yeah. Yeah. It gets really sad in the end when people are truly <laughs> losing their minds. Oh, my God. Yeah. So they, they take their hands off because they're fully confused. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah, when Benny right at the beginning says it's about who doesn't go insane, you're like, Oh, okay, I get it. You go stir crazy, but then you watch and you're like, no, these people are legitimately <laughs> losing their minds. Like, yeah. they're hallucinating. They have no idea what's happening. I couldn't help but think about like, I couldn't, I couldn't do this. I couldn't last. No, no, no I wouldn't even. I wouldn't, no, I wouldn't even put my name in. Fuck it, no. Yeah, because it's one of those things of like, if you don't win, it's about the friends you made along the way, Rivers. <laughs> <laughs> if y'all want to hear something kind of fucked up, uh, in 2005, uh, there was a guy who uh, I think, yeah, see, he uh, named Richard Vega, um, and he had been, he'd done the contest twice. And he dropped out of the competition after 48 hours, and then he went home and killed himself. Ooh, oh, my God. So, uh, that's why they've started not... Because that kind of, like, raised a big debate about, like, the ethics of, you know, letting people take these breaks and, like, sleep deprivation and essentially, like, you know, torturing people for the, you know, making them <laughs> do all this shit for a, for a fucking truck. It is legitimately torture. I mean, they are volunteering yeah, yeah. <laughs> to do it, and their families are, like, rooting for them to do it. Right. So it's a little confusing. Yeah. But, like, yeah, I mean, I was watching it. I mean, I whatever. I have fucked up feet, so I probably couldn't last six hours. But I... I was just could I was like man anything where I'm not allowed to sleep like I can't I just can't I can't do it I can't not sleep yeah yeah <laughs> that's like my favorite thing <laughs> but like I mean even some people I feel like like I feel like you could handle like overnight drives and stuff yeah. like that like I can't even I can't even really do that I I'm I I, I it fucks me up too much uh-huh. <laughs> like I think back to like hush money shoots oh Christ yeah yeah and like not sleeping or waking up really early. I mean, we did a lot of like overnight shoots where I slept in the parking lot at work and came 
and went in this morning because we shot until six in the morning and I didn't have time to go home. Oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) And we were shooting at the Red Bull headquarters. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's the most wired I've ever been. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, to be 24 again. (laughs) Do that shit. Yeah, I would... I would not. I would not do any no, of the stuff we did would, for those hush money yeah. shoots. Now. If that was, if I knew that was the thing that was gonna like be a, like a big break or something, I'd be like, okay, I, I just won't have a career then. That's fine. I, I'm slipping yeah. in today. <laughs> oh, by, by yeah. the way, I just I found a, a little more detail on this uh, this screenplay. Uh, okay. So, uh, all right, uh, let's see. Robert Altman died of cancer while working on his adaptation of Hands on a Hard Body. The screenwriter for the project later disclosed in a Slate column that the cast was to include Meryl Streep, Hilary Swank, mm-hmm. Billy Bob Thornton. Okay. That's got to be your Benny. Oh, uh, that's a good Benny. Jack Black. Uh, that's got to be that other guy who won, I think, right? Yeah. Uh, well, no, Jack Black in 2006? That guy was like... 52 or something yeah he could be a car a car dealer yeah, yeah that's true uh chris rock uh <laughs> who I, you have to assume is he's ronald is ronald right <laughs> yeah <laughs> daddy gets the big snickers uh, and then uh and then uh john c Riley and steve buscemi so oh, shit. fuck me. The, uh, why has why didn't this get made? Uh, let's let somebody you know somebody be uh you know to Robert Altman what Spielberg was to Kubrick and get this fucking thing made. You know what I mean? I wonder who has the rights to it now. I don't know. I, I guess the the screenwriter. Um, but th- I think they may have. Um, like time probably passed and yeah, well because they they it well, and they optioned it for the musical too. I guess maybe. Uh, yeah. So there's there's that. And by the way, uh, do you know who the musical director for the musical was? No. It was Trey Anastasia from the band Fish. <laughs> <laughs> what? Yeah. So there's all these interviews with. Oh my god. <laughs> I think it was on Broadway for like you know a cup of coffee, like you know less than a month or something like that. But it did make it to Broadway. Uh, oh my god and the musical I was looking it up it's kind of cool because the truck uh, is on like a rotating platform and so they just yeah it's it's actually like a great concept for a musical because it's all one location yeah it's just like a dark stage and they've got the the truck on like a turntable in the middle and and the the cast can like spin the truck around and shit and then they can like (laughs) rotate it like everybody's like kind of singing and like slapping the truck and dancing on it and shit and they could spin it around like it's kind of cool i'm i now i'm I'm sad it closed i kind of want to hope they do a revival at some point i'd go see it oh my god that's so funny yeah but trey anastasio from fish he did the uh he did the music and it sounds like it sounds pretty good i mean it's very musically you know he it's it doesn't sound like fish very much uh I can't wait to tell Alex that. But, He's going to be really excited. <laughs> Is Alex a big fish guy? Um, yeah, he likes jam bands. Oh, shit, man. I didn't, did, did we talk about this last time I hung out with him? I, can, I don't know. Well, I feel like it, I feel like it had to have come up at the boogie, but maybe not. Oh, yeah. All right. Well, we're we going we go to talk fish at the, uh, at the boogie in October, hopefully. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's great. But yeah, he, that's so funny though. Yeah, there's a few clips of it on YouTube. I'm gonna. Uh, I was trying to watch a few before we started. I'm gonna try to watch more when we're finished. Um, yeah, I I looked up. I try. I I do 
I do this thing when I watch documentaries where um, if I kind of get a sense of how it's going to end or it's not a huge mystery, because if it's a huge mystery, I won't do this. But um, I will immediately start looking up everyone on Instagram to see where they are now. Oh, did you do that with this one? (laughs) Yeah. And like, I couldn't find a lot of people, but um, I did find photos of Benny yeah. And they were and they were from the musical. Like yes. you know, he went to go see it and it was like very cute and he looks like Santa now. <laughs> yeah, I saw that cuz yeah, he went uh he went to Iraq uh in like the mid 2000s as uh I think it was like a, a mechanic or something. Uh let's That's crazy. Yeah. Uh <laughs> So he was like an independent contractor. Oh, okay. So yeah, he went to Iraq subcontracted to the army as a heavy diesel mechanic. Uh, so, so Benny was wow. like in Iraq, which is crazy. Cause I mean, I couldn't really get a firm grasp on how old Benny was. He seemed to be anywhere yeah. from like, if you told me he was 35 or 55, I'd believe you. Yeah, <laughs> sure. Yeah. He seemed timeless. Like he just wandered out of the mists <laughs> in Galveston somewhere <laughs> to win a truck, which is yeah. probably how he was born. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and apparently, by the way, you know, they say they keep saying through because I, I just found this article about him in the Austin Chronicle. That's where I'm getting most of the stuff from because mm-hmm. uh, I was also curious. I was like, all right, let's let's see who's, you know, still around. And Benny, yeah, from what I could tell is uh, is still around. But they did mention um, that. Yeah, he uh, not only did he win the contest. So the first year of the contest is 1992. And Mm -hmm. the year that's depicted in the film is 1994. What they don't mention is that in 1993, Benny was one of the judges. So, (gasps) oh wow! So he won the contest (laughs) in '92. He got asked to be a judge in '93, and then he came back in '94. Which they don't mention the film, and like, I feel like if they did, that would just be an extra level of like pissed off for most people. Were like, yeah, fuck. The rules of this contest are a weird gray area. Yeah, yeah. Like the guy. Also, they never mention what he did with the first truck (laughs) that he won. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I couldn't figure that out. Assumed he kept it and had it and was just driving it. But see, I assume he sold it and paid some bills, like you know. But they don't, yeah. they don't mention it at all. Like that's 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 where my curiosity went. I was like, wait, why does he need two trucks? <laughs> yeah, because the guy who ends up winning it, you know, he wins it. He's like, oh, this is for my wife, like that kind of thing. But and I guess Benny yeah. has a wife. They don't really show her that much. But still, it's like, I don't know. Where's your first truck, Benny? Yeah, you see her like supporting him in the end when he is losing his mind. <laughs> oh, there's oh a, yeah, and he can't walk anymore. There's oh, a, God. Yeah. There's a really great shot at the end uh, when it comes down just to the religious zealot and the kind of no face that won. Uh, <laughs> uh, the bushy eyebrow man. Yeah, I can't. Uh, is his name JD? I can't remember. That sounds right. I wrote it down. Seems seems true. <laughs> yeah, D- JD Drew is the man who won. Uh-huh. But it, it comes down to him and uh, and the religious woman, uh, who, by the way, in the musical they cast this very large, amazing gospel singer uh, to do her part. Oh, that's awesome. And she has this, like, showstopper fucking gospel number in the middle of the show. Oh, that rules. (laughs) That was what I saw on YouTube. I was like, oh, shit, this is great, where it's, like, a full-on, like, Blues Brothers, like you know gospel kind of yeah. where everybody's going ape shit and she's like praising the lord and stuff but w- there's this great <laughs> shot where it comes down to them two and they're kind of you know staring each other down 
And then just in the background, you see like Benny just being like essentially dragged out of the lot. <laughs> He's just very small in the background, but it's so, it's very just clear as day. You're like, oh, that's them dragging Benny's corpse away. <laughs> the spent shell that used to be Benny Perkins. <laughs> oh man, that's so funny. Yeah. Yeah, that, that religious lady... I wish she was a fun gospel person. Yeah, yeah, no, she. (laughs) That's definitely a more fun imagining of her. Like, I mean, she seemed fine and sweet enough, but I don't know. Like, all the people around her really bothered me. Yeah, Yeah. it was. I'll say this: as far as being on the edge of my seat, I was never more on the edge of my seat than any time she's on screen or doing anything. So compelling. So compelling. Yes, you're like yeah, intense. She makes me tense. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's an element to this whole thing where there's like this kind of fucked up psychology going on of first Mm -hmm. off, a car dealership pitting these people against each other is like (laughs) fucking weird. In a torture competition. Pretty sinister. (laughs) Yeah, very much so. Uh, But like there's definitely and then you like they they do like a quick interview with everybody leading in. Yeah. Which gives you like this very clear like what their motivations are and what they want and like where they're coming from. Cause a lot of people are like yeah. straight up, like I'm selling this truck. I got bills to pay. Yeah. And then other yeah. people are like very, you know, kind of philosophical about like what it means to their like manliness. Like that, the younger kid, he's driving a VW bug. Yeah. He's just like, I mean, you know, you gotta, you gotta have a truck if you're going to be a man here, you know, like that yeah. kind of shit. Oh, the kid that kind of had like a weird carrot top face. Yes. Yes. That kid. I did not like that guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> The one who said he was going to drive out to California and be a stuntman? Yeah, yeah, he said he was going to be a stuntman. I love that guy. (laughs) (laughs) I do wonder if he made it. Um, (laughs) I hope so. Alternatively, I loved that there was like, he seemed like a, a Mexican dude who was like 20 yeah. or something. Oh, yeah. He seemed really young. And every time they interviewed him, he was just like, you know, clearly in pain, yeah. but so like... Oh yeah, I don't know. Like, I hope I win, but I don't know. Like, yeah, <laughs> just, yeah. like he was so like calm and like sweet about everything. I really liked his energy. Yeah the the super <laughs> the super religious lady had those like Kanye West eyes though, where you're just like, oh, there's yeah. some shit ain't right in the in there. She got some screws loose. <laughs> like, <laughs> but at the same time, like Kanye West, like she is going to fucking win. Like, yeah, like, yeah. Just through- well, like she's able to channel this this madness (laughs) into something that's exactly what i kept i don't know why my thoughts often turn to kanye west but with that one especially i was like (laughs) oh this is some fucking like if you just tell people you're gonna do the thing that you say you're gonna do eventually you know you will uh god will squeeze your brain hard enough to uh shoot out a diamond (laughs) (laughs) i mean i was kind of thinking like every time they showed her in this process and she's like listening to her christian tapes and like just very very much praising the lord while she does this yes yes and they seem to be giving her powers (laughs) i yeah i feel like i was thinking like if you believe in something this must feel good like what this what this exercise she's doing probably feels really good like yeah (laughs) 
I, I'm cha- I'm channeling my belief and making myself really believe. Right, she's a true believer <laughs> that yeah. God is doing this. Right. Um, I just you know I can't get there mentally myself, so it's a little hard. <laughs> sure, sure, but yeah, true. A true believer can remove all doubt and shit like that. So yeah, yeah, you you, you don't feel your feet when you really <laughs> when you really believe this shit. Yeah, when you have those good tapes, you don't. <laughs> all I wanted is at the end of the documentary for one of the documentarians to put her headphones on and there's just nothing playing. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, well, that would be entirely possible because at a certain point, you do start thinking like, oh, she's fucking with them. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like... Well, there was that that one lady that had no teeth in the front that was like... Janice, my girl. Yeah, Janice was really funny and she was just like... And her husband with his little cardboard hat that's like, I love you, baby. Keep going. Oh, my God. Oh, that fucking (laughs) guy's amazing. (laughs) The fact that no one, as far as I know, no one has ever copped that thing that he says about his AC unit for something. Oh, man. That's the only time I've I've ever heard that. But he says that he got a good deal on an air conditioning unit from a department store. And he has a, what is it? I think I wrote it down. I it's think like it's a, a 20 ton air conditioner and most people have three. Yeah. Yes. Like yeah. He says he has a 20 ton AC unit on his roof that can make his house negative 12 degrees. <laughs> <laughs> and, and he was like, just for some perspective, a typical air conditioning unit is like whatever, three tons or something. And, uh, but mine could cool down that Kmart across the street. <laughs> That's so funny. And I'm like, dude, that, why hasn't anyone made or put that in a movie or even a cartoon of a guy who gets a good deal on a Kmart air conditioning unit and, and freezes that, his house? Yeah, that's such like a like a Christopher <laughs> Guest side character yes. in, a, in a mockumentary. Right, like. right. Uh, yeah. <laughs> God, it's so funny. Yeah. I-, I loved him. I loved both of them. Um, but Janice talking about how annoying that religious lady was because everyone else was being pretty chill about her. Yeah, yeah. Like maybe <laughs> side eyeing her a little bit, but kind of just being like, yeah, it's fine. But she was like, she's annoying. She's annoying me. <laughs> yeah, well, I think most people were most people were kind of treating her the way I would, which is like, all right, just let her, just let her do her thing. Yeah. All right, because she seems like the kind of person who would fucking scream at you for you, know, yeah. if you said anything to her. So yeah, I'm not not trying to get in her line of sight at all. Yeah, yeah, very similar to Kanye. Just just let him alone. Just. You know, yeah. Just don't don't interrupt him. Don't talk to yeah, him. Yeah, yeah. Just, just, <laughs> just take a few steps back. Let her let her do her thing. Sim- similar to how you would treat a possum in your driveway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. Yeah. It's. I really liked. There was a lady in the very beginning who was, I think, the only black woman I saw in the movie. But she was like, when they interview her during the first break, and they're like. They say someone's going to go first. It's probably me. I'm tired. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, wow, that's me. She's me. That's <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I I did I did make a note that you know, a couple minutes in that uh apparently like, it seems like everyone in this movie has the quarantine hair. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> like, maybe it's just been on my mind, but it was like... That's just the 90s. Man, yeah, the 90s was just... Everybody was like, dude, I don't give a fuck what my hair looks like. It's going to look in crazy. The, in, the 90s, in the 90s, we all got haircuts less. Yeah, I know, I know. Yeah. It was, it, was, it was kind of incredible. I mean, every... I think more or less every dude in the whole thing 
was just yeah just... had something crazy going on yeah. yeah and the girl there was that one girl who was kind of like she looked to me like she is the hot girl generally in her <laughs> circles <laughs> yeah. but she had that like crazy eight like 80s 90s haircut where it's like very very short in the front uh-huh. it's mullet i yeah, guess mullet. i guess it's like a version of a mullet but it's like a weird 90s lady mullet uh-huh. <laughs> yeah was it like it just yeah it was bad was it angie yes yeah. yes angie yes yeah the one who like lost and then she's like i'll never do it again and then the subtitle says she came back and won the next year yeah that's right <laughs> that's right yeah she had yeah i was proud of yeah, her for that man every girl at my elementary school had her exact haircut <laughs> i swear to god dude every one of them had that <laughs> that haircut i can just i can see them all now and yeah that was that was the standard haircut back then in that region mm-hmm <laughs> I mean, I'm just blown away by how good this movie was. <laughs> oh, oh, let's talk about uh, the one of the, you know, just in the introduction when they're kind of like, you know, setting everybody up and stuff, the little intro interviews. Uh, Benny says, uh, he says, the only way I can be beaten is that there's someone who's just out of the Marine Corps. And then cut to a guy who gives his whole testimonial. He goes, oh, yeah, I just got out of the Marines. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah, there was some real funny editing mm-hmm. in this. Yeah, because even even the lady when they're like, when she's like, they say somebody's gonna be next, it's probably me. And then like, I think maybe five minutes goes by, and then they they play the sound of someone leaving, and they just show her like a freeze frame of her saying that. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, ah, that's good. That's funny. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. This was a movie that was you know because it was shot on high eight. I have to assume was edited on a VCR. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh my god! Because <laughs> I used to shoot films in high, quote unquote films in high eight when I was thirteen, and yeah. you had to. I mean, maybe you can get some better shit, but this was this was probably edited on you know best case scenario two VCRs. <laughs> oh my god! What a nightmare! That's outstanding. Yeah, yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. I oh oh, there was a, a thing with. Benny, I think it was right towards the beginning when um, kind of even before they fully set up his character, but when he's talking about like the human drama, it's the human oh, drama. Yeah, yeah. And then he goes, it's just like this, this film I saw once, <laughs> the Highlander. <laughs> there can only be one. <laughs> that was awesome. <laughs> yeah. Cause you are kind of like, he's so compelling. Like just his face, just his resting face is so just like funny you're like i'm willing to listen to anything this person says and when he starts down that road of being like there was a film i saw once you think he's gonna be like you know say like uh you know it's called the searchers or like some old western because he's such a cowboy character and then he's just hard left like it's called the highlander (laughs) starts some french guy named christopher lambert It's so good. He's just so good. Yeah, yeah. Benny is awesome. I, I, I would love Billy Bob as as Benny. I think that could be that could be fun. That would be a good Benny. Yeah. yeah. The guy who directed and edited it only made like three movies. Yeah. Well, in the in the Austin Chronicle, it says he spent two years editing the interviews and uh, and three cameras uh, worth of uh, contest footage into a feature. Oh man. Okay. Yeah. They were fresh out of film school kids looking for anything to shoot so they'd have something to edit. 
Oh, oh sure. scratch that about the VCR. They probably got fancy ass editing software. They're in central Texas. And they're like, I don't know. Let's shoot this weird shit and then edit it. And it's like, <laughs> all of a sudden they have like a weird cult hit on their hands. So weird, weirdly compelling cult phenomenon. Oh, this is a quote from the director. Everyone asked what we were up to. And the simple answer was an honest one, which is, we don't know. We're just making a movie, <laughs> 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 which I think is the best way to go into something like this. Cause it's like, you can't really plan this out. It's just too good. It's, it's, you know, uh, it's similar to American movie in that way of just like these characters. It's just like, you couldn't write most of this shit. Yeah. Weirdly, I'm looking at the IMDb for this movie and Benicio del Toro is thanked. What? Okay. <laughs> I wonder why. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it was just some weird shit where they met him in an airport and he was like, he was like, do you have any advice? Like, dude, keep doing what you're doing or something. Oh, I, don't know. Uh-huh. I love that. I hope that's what it is. <laughs> <laughs> Could be some weird ass shit like that, you know. Matthew McConaughey is also thanked. Okay. I don't know why. Oh. I just don't question that. No, you know what it is? You know what it is? Uh, that is probably for the re-release. That's probably for the oh, 2012 DVD. Yeah. I bet they helped. I'm pretty sure. Is Benicio del Toro from Texas too? I don't know. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> I'll check. But I mean, now knowing that, now McConaughey definitely has to be Benny. Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. He would be so good. Yeah. I feel like I, I thought Benicio del Toro is like from, oh, he's from Puerto Rico. Oh, shit. Okay. But, who? you know, I don't know. That doesn't. That, Who knows? He could yeah. have gone to Texas, or <laughs> I'm sure, he, or maybe he just likes the movie. He yeah. was in he was in Hollywood in the mid '90s, and I guarantee you that this movie probably had sort of a South Park origin story. The way that South Park was just traded around Hollywood in VHS tapes, I'm sure this was you know in in that sort of scene too. So mm-hmm. you know, I'm sure every Man, every the- cool person in Hollywood in the mid '90s probably saw this thing. The world mm-hmm. of cool VHS tapes is just never something I accessed uh during those these years yeah yeah I, i'm so like kind of jealous of all the stories of that stuff <laughs> right right yeah like i guess i had i mean i don't know i was like in the early 2000s i was like a jackass head oh sure so i feel like i that was my version of that but it's not as it's not even half as cool <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean who among us wasn't in the early 2000s yeah. though yeah but man but you could buy like cky at like turtle records and shit yeah, like, like it I, was available yeah I, yeah exactly like i was buying cky videos but it was like i bought it at tower records <laughs> right <laughs> but right. i still felt actually, actually, cool doing it yeah i was gonna say actually i think cky is kind of the perfect thing of like oh you like jackass check this out yeah like, it was i like the original thing yeah, yeah, it was like one step back of like, oh, look at this, look at this early thing, like yeah, dirtbag so. hipsterism. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> anyway, oh, he poops on him in Norway. I can't wait to see the new Jackass movie where they're all a hundred years oh. old or whatever. Oh, God, it's everyone. Oh, everyone's going to be grievously injured. They're too old to do it. I, do, I, I. It's not going to be as fun to watch because it'll be stressful. <laughs> yeah. Oh God. Yeah. yeah. Oh, they're gonna get hurt so bad. Yeah. Maybe they just make their kids do this. I was gonna say the only That's the only abuse. way. Here's here's how, you know what here's how Jackass Four is is gonna be great is if they just get all of those shitty YouTubers 
to do all the stuff. So like just Logan Paul getting fucking launched into the LA River, <laughs> fucking David Dobrik being you know thrown off a building. Like I could I could dig that. Yeah, that's <laughs> true. I'm fine with that. I like mean, they basically <laughs> they just make them do all the shit they don't want to do. Did you? Like, oh, you want to be in a movie here? <laughs> Here's your movie career. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's light Jake Paul on oh. fire. I saw the the poster for that that new Jackass movie, and the older that Bam Margera gets, the more he looks like my brother, who is younger <laughs> than Bam Margera. <laughs> Holy shit! You're right. <laughs> That's really funny. Oh man, it's spectacular. I mean, did I... did you see Action Point? The like. Script, no, script, I did. scripted, like semi-scripted. Yeah, yeah. I saw it. I saw it too. <sighs> Even that made me feel kind of stressed out. Oh, Knoxville got uh, more injured on that movie. He said than any other thing he's ever done. Yeah, he, it, you, you age out of acting like this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like he got straight up like knocked out cold in one of the shots, and oh, that felt like God. just fucking dead weight on the ground like face sliding along the dirt like knocked uh, the fuck out no in one, one of those shots no like, one will be mad at you if you don't do this stuff anymore <laughs> yeah well I'm like I'm mad for two reasons I'm mad cause you know he shouldn't have to you know you shouldn't have to do that to yourself and it's hard to watch but the other thing is like the actual story of Action Park like the real thing that it's based on it's like dude you burn such a great thing that you could have done just the real story and it would have been better what is the I don't know about it Oh, uh, I'll just say I highly recommend, uh, you know, not the again, back to plugging things that don't need plugging. The dollop (laughs) has an amazing episode about Action Park. And it's this park in New Jersey that was built by this crazy guy. And he was just like, he was like, let's make the rides faster, more dangerous. (laughs) And because he built it in New Jersey all the people who went there and everyone was drunk like the whole like i think he said the head of security was 21 years old and drunk oh my god everyone's drunk and all of these people in new jersey are just showing up to this this thing full of dangerous rides and it's like a water park right and they're all just like yeah i fucking dare you tony and then it's just idiots getting hurt and the town in new jersey ended up having to buy an ambulance because the hospital was like, we're not... Because they had to send ambulances out there every day. And the hospital in the town was like, fuck you, we're not... We're wasting too much... You know, people are... Calls are going unanswered. You have to buy your own ambulance. That's yeah. so and, funny. And their big contribution to, to the, the park scene, and one of them is referenced in Action Point, is the Alpine Slide. And that's what Johnny Knoxville got very seriously hurt on as them recreating it but basically it was an it was an amusement park attraction where the rider of the ride controlled the speed of descent <laughs> no. oh no and so it was a it was uh you know it's called the alpine slide there was no water in it it was just a chan you know it was like a uh you know a half pipe basically going down on switchbacks on the oh side of this God. mountain and there was just bales of hay and tires around the hairpin turn so if you <laughs> went off the track you just got launched and if those tires and and hay didn't stop you you just fell down a hill made of rocks oh my and, god uh, and there was like one hand lever that you know controlled the speed and it was like a brake and most of the riders uh, were just like, fucking, I bet you won't do it with no hands, you fucking pussy. <laughs> and then people just got horribly hurt. Like, people died at this thing. Uh, and then the other the other famous one was they had uh, the, the guy who owned the place 
he was, you know, like I said, he was crazy. And he was like, oh, you know, well, roller coasters have loop-de-loops. Why not make a water slide with a loop-de-loop? Nope, nope. And that's the problem not how with wa- that that's is... That's not how that works. Water doesn't work like yeah. that. Uh, you don't have a seat belt in a water slide. <laughs> well, and also water doesn't, yeah. does, doesn't do that. Uh, and so what would happen, he had, it was called the cannonball slide, and... And also, if you sh- everybody who listens to this, you should look up, a, just type in Action Park Cannonball Slide, because it's the fucking, it's a picture that looks like Photoshop. You're like, I don't believe this. Uh, but it's a tube, and it goes up to the top, and it uh, it had an escape hatch at the top, because you had to be a certain weight to actually make the loop. Oh my god. And, and so if you were too light, you would just get stuck at the top, and they had to have an escape hatch to like get out of the top of the loop. And uh, but what was funny about it was at the bottom, right before you go up to to loop the loop, you know, at the beginning of the summer, it was a very smooth slide situation. But by the end of the summer, people with sandy feet had been going down the slide and down the slide and down the slide. Oh, my God. And sand also cannot loop the loop. No. <laughs> and so if you're going down on your bare back, your back is just going to be raked across yeah. like essentially sandpaper before you're flung upwards and backwards. Some A lot of people broke their nose is what they said was the most common injury on that one. So it's like your entire back is just like ripped with sandpaper and then you get your thrown up and then your nose is broken <laughs> and then you're just flung out the other end. Uh, and then the last thing that was hilarious was uh uh they had a slide that was just you know if you didn't know you would just think like oh it's like a fun curly slide you know and it's all a tube it's all in the dark and then it kind of goes down the hill and then all of a sudden the slide just ends and there's a two-story free fall into a lagoon What? <laughs> and they don't warn you. And the lagoon that the slide uh, emptied out into was the only pool in the park that was fed by a natural spring. So even in the summer, the water was like 60 degrees. So you would be suddenly, if you didn't know, you would be shot out of a tube and now you are free falling about 17 feet uh, into a pool that is colder than any pool you've been in all day. So a lot of people would just, they said the whole thing was just people would stand around the sides and just make fun of their friends as they screamed in terror. <laughs> it's like, oh, look at you fucking idiot. You know, just people screaming at, at guys being flung off of a cliff. So anyway, yeah. Uh, <laughs> so my point is they could have made an amazing movie and, and instead Johnny Knoxville just hurt himself very badly. Yeah. Not what anyone wants. There's actually an early uh, episode of uh, Headbangers Ball uh, where Alice in Chains goes to Action Park. Oh, uh, really? I looked up just... photos and it's horrible. <laughs> yeah, right? It's crazy. That slide, it shouldn't exist. It should be illegal. That, that cannonball slide is so stupid. <laughs> it looks like It looks like a giant like half of a safety pin like that's how long the the slide down is (laughs) yeah yeah it it looks like photoshop like if you're just looking at it you're like no i refuse to believe this is real that doesn't work yeah wow Uh, i had no idea i didn't even know it was based on a real thing i love that 
Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Check out that that dollop episode is is very good. Yeah, I will. And I bet everyone listening will as well. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> sorry. Back to God. the back to the movie we were talking yeah, about. Sorry. But yes, the the VHS tape trading. I think is how we got on yeah. that long ass tangent about Jackass. Yeah, I just didn't know anybody who did that. <laughs> I guess. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's definitely a culture that I would have loved to have uh, been in on if I was uh you know if I was old enough. At the yeah, time. it seems cool. <laughs> oh, uh, JD and Benny are standing around talking at one point, and that uh, and, and Norma, the very religious woman, is feeling the Holy Spirit, and uh, <laughs> Benny says, uh, "Now Norma may surprise us. She's extremely spiritual, and it's a little bit scary." <laughs> <laughs> It is funny and when she starts laughing hysterically. God, that that was the one where I'm like, is she doing like psychological warfare or is this, you know, that was the one where I was like, I feel like it's a great way to just fuck with people yeah. if you're just thinking, making people think you're nuts. Uh, but but then know. also, I think it's genuine. I think it might be genuine. Exactly. It's genuine. Yeah. Yeah. Yikes. <laughs> yeah. I mean. You know, ultimately, when it gets down to the final two, it's it's not that surprising who's left. You know, right? Yeah. Like, like there, I, I get who I don't remember who it was. Kelly's logic when she was like, "I think it's going to be somebody young." You know, like their body would hold up better. Yeah, but yeah. it's like when it got right down to it, it's the person who like is like a like a Paul Bettany character, religious fanatic. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> basically, or. <laughs> Or the or the guy who like you don't even notice is there, yeah, because he just like hasn't moved in three days, right, right, or said anything. Yeah, JD the whole time he's just kind of talking to Benny, like they're they're doing calisthenics and they're doing squats, and he even says at the end he's just like you know I'm, he's most of the reason I won this contest because yeah. yeah. he was telling me how to move stuff like that. Yeah, so. and every time they cut to JD on a break and he's just like eating like <laughs> peanut butter right out of a can or like yeah a whole sausage <laughs> <laughs> just like Who is, is it funny Paul that they cut food. to him and he's just like chugging chocolate milk yeah oh god yeah oh <laughs> yeah the guy drinking chocolate milk in the hot ass texas sun yeah Ugh, some gross. of those food choices are a huge bummer yeah yeah <laughs> i bet this contest now because nobody in the 90s knew what to eat because this is when the government was still telling us like bread all bread <laughs> yeah uh, I, in quarantine i'm on an all bread diet that, that, i mean that's what i was just thinking i was like i'm not really in a position to judge uh, i've been eating a lot of bread recently but you know what i mean like i got a bread recipe now... i make every day right. yeah yeah right but it was at the time it was like make sure you're eating enough bread yeah. Yeah, it was food pyramid it was food pyramid yeah, yeah. it's the base of it you have to make sure you're eating enough bread yeah well i just think now if they did it it would be kind of annoying because there would just be all these like very like you know nutritious like all right i'm gonna have you know a green shake and, okay you know. very funny to think about though like a yoga mom versus like a, a soylent tech bro <laughs> <laughs> and they're like yeah. hands on a tesla <laughs> oh yeah now now that one see i wouldn't do this shit for a truck but uh for a tesla mm, you know yeah it would have to be something like i mean it just like you know i think a truck was the tesla of that moment in that place yeah, yeah. 
Also, yeah. like, knowing the target audience that's going to be competing for that, like, you only have to make it 45, 50 minutes. Like, <laughs> you'll be fine. Yeah. Everyone's weak little knees will give out. Yeah. <laughs> it is funny to think about, like, a, a Soylent tech dude trying to win one of these. Yeah. <laughs> and posting, yeah. posting on his LinkedIn or whatever. Whatever, oh, yeah. whatever tech dudes end up posting on, I don't even know anymore. Uh, oh yeah, walking up to it in his competitive cycling suit that he bought just for this. <laughs> oh god, yeah. yeah. Oh, speaking of speaking of like uh, you know people's attire and stuff, uh, my one of my other favorite little moments, uh, Russell, the guy who is wearing cowboy boots during this shit. Yeah. <laughs> Is insane, uh, but after thirty hours, switches over to flip flops. They very pointedly show his—he's wearing flip flops, and his cowboy boots are next to him. Flip flops are also <laughs> not a good idea. Yeah, no, <laughs> get like, some fucking New Balance. Please, what, please what get some doing? tennis shoes. What are you doing? Boots, I couldn't believe. Like that would hurt so much. Yeah. Oh, and also Benny's sunglasses. He's got like Doctor Strange love sunglasses. Oh, he yeah. looks like cool. They look cool on him. <laughs> kind of, I just feel like looks... everybody's in like these cool guy sunglasses, but I'm just realizing that 1994 is back. Yeah, I was just about to say that. Yeah, exactly. It's 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 like back. It's slightly more tapered, but it's back. Yeah. <laughs> like things aren't quite as baggy, but the colors are there. The fucking weird, you know, yeah. everything but the hair. And now the hair is back. Yeah, <laughs> yeah the hair is back. <laughs> See, I think the reason Benny pulls it off, though, is he's doing it authentically. He's not trying to be cool. He just oh, yeah. wants to wear those sunglasses. I just think, the, the, yeah, that's like... It's it's I mean even when you were talking about like what was Benny even gonna do with that other truck it feels like Benny feels so like driven by just like urge yeah he went to Iraq at the age of like fifty maybe <laughs> he's <laughs> just whatever. like I feel like forty five to seventy maybe yeah. I don't know <laughs> at some point between the ages of forty five and seventy yeah. he was like I'm gonna go to Iraq and work on tanks yeah. at the age <laughs> of fifty engines. question marks. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's just like so kind of I, I don't know it's a very like appealing ca- character trait that he just feels very driven by like well, I just this is just what I want to do so I'm going to do this right now and probably a nightmare <laughs> for his wife but <laughs> very very yeah. cool trait in a movie character <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah particularly like when he says that it's like, yeah, even even if, you know, I win and everybody drops out, uh, I'm still going to go for the world record. Because yeah. I came here to do something. I want to do what I came here to do. Yeah. yeah. Like, what the fuck? Why do you want that record? <laughs> <laughs> it does feel a little like, you know, I not not to like be down on my own generation but it does feel like people doing stuff like that is not quite as prevalent as it once was yeah like getting upset obsessed with like a absolutely pointless achievement feels like a relic of the past (laughs) 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 a little bit Or, or i guess we're all kind of like diverting those energies to animal crossing or whatever yeah i was gonna say everybody has you know everybody's so connected now that everyone gets rewarded for their uh stupid achievements every day in the form of likes and things Yeah, yeah yeah it's just everything's become a game yeah um by the way, I uh, one of, one of the things that's a constant in this film that's kind of uh, 
kind of fun and then by the end is sort of maddening is just the incessant country music <laughs> that's and and the the sort of strange greek greek chorus that is kykx hot country radio station and i made note that at, at some point and i think this may have been an editing thing uh because it doesn't make sense otherwise but they're all shown standing around the truck it's clearly nighttime the sun is down and then on the radio somebody comes on and says uh Hey everybody, we're wilding out. It's three oh five, just like that. And so, I think what happened is they recorded it at three oh five in the afternoon, and then just dubbed it in over that scene. Sure, but it does seem like there is a DJ in the studio at three oh five a.m. going insane. Uh, it's like we're still checking out the Jack Long Hands on Hard Body contest. It's three oh five. Here's some George Strait. Uh, uh, <laughs> well, they're all just like somberly staring straight forward <laughs> with their hands yeah, in the yeah. car. Like, oh, the, just, <laughs> and I am a huge country music fan, but just at a certain point, you're like, that has to be maddening. Like, I, even uh-huh. I, you know, I, I'll listen to rap and rock and other shit at some point. It's so funny, though. Just And then at the end, of course, they interview that religious zealot. And she's like, oh, I don't even like country music. I just listen to praise and worship music on my headphones. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I do feel like it seemed important to have a plan to block out the radio. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. The radio is sort of, sort of uh, making you go crazy, too. Yeah. Which I wonder if that's a choice. Like they're trying oh, to I- drive them crazy or just, I mean, honestly, probably not. I don't feel like they're that sophisticated at that dealership. Right, right. <laughs> they're not trying to play <laughs> psychological games on them. <laughs> I mean, I uh, I don't know. Maybe the fact that they give them breaks, like if they just didn't give them breaks and they're just like, it's just, you just put your hands on it until you can't anymore. Yeah. Like this is going to be over within a day. Yeah. <laughs> But then you would lead to people like pissing themselves. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, well, yeah, yeah. You'd have a lot of people pissing on themselves at your car dealership. Yeah, I think that's a hundred percent why there are breaks because <laughs> that is people would just yeah. do that. Yeah, like a guy walks up like looking to buy a new truck and it's just like, uh, oh hey, what kind of contest you got? Oh my <laughs> god, <laughs> this is like Woodstock '94 over here. Like people covered in their own shit. <laughs> yeah. Either that or everybody would have, like, catheters and shit. (laughs) (laughs) That's who should sponsor it. Uh, If you ever watch Fox News, they have uh, catheter people. They should sponsor the next one. (laughs) (laughs) Are they still doing them? What? These contests. They're not doing them anymore, are they? Uh, I think some... Well, mm, let's... Let's get on the old research machine real quick. I'll look. But no, I mean, after the guy killed himself in 2005, uh, they definitely scaled him back. I think. Yeah. yeah. And there were so many warning signs before that. For instance, <laughs> oh, Kelly wandering Kelly. shoeless three blocks away yes. from the yeah. place. And they're like, where are you going? I'm going home. Yeah. <laughs> oh, she's my. just wandering around. God, yeah. She accidentally took her hand off. Yeah. And, and then gets eliminated. Uh, 30, what is it? Let's see. How many hours in? 65 hours in. And she's totally confused just w- <laughs> walking. Just wandering. Just mm-hmm. loose. <laughs> yeah. And they also just kind of seem to like let her do that. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. It's not like anyone was like, no. <laughs> yeah. It's not like, oh, who's here to pick you up? It's just like, all right, go, go walk away with no shoes. Good luck in the woods. <laughs> 
Oh my god. Uh, this is just side note. Uh, Touch the Truck was a British Channel 5 endurance game show which aired in March of 2001. Oh my god. It involved 20 contestants holding onto a stationary truck. Wow, okay. It's interesting, but imagining this happening in 2001 is so much grosser. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, that's really when culture was starting to turn to, like, our worst, douchiest era, I feel like. <laughs> <laughs> 2018 i found one. Oh no! <laughs> where uh in dc contestants aim to win a brand new car and hands-on contest at washington auto show yeah so this is from dc it says one of the highlights of the annual washington auto show is the hands-on contest where people attempt to win a brand new car the competition is definitely a test of endurance and mental stamina as 10 contestants must maintain physical contact with the winning prize for 24 hours a day until the end of the contest. No. Uh, and don't worry, there are breaks included in the contest. Last year's winner won after enduring 120 hours. What the fuck? <laughs> so yeah, that's from 2018. That's fucked up. That's so many hours. (laughs) That is almost a full week. (laughs) That's a week, dude. Uh, Each of the contestants is allowed one blanket, a change of clothes, and one set of toiletries, including a towel. Oh, my God. No electronic devices are permitted. Okay, yeah. Uh, Let's see. If more than one person is still touching the vehicle at the end of the contest, a random drawing will conduct to choose a winner. That would suck. Uh, I'd be so fucking pissed. Yeah. If it came down to me and some fucking church lady. (laughs) She won it on a coin flip. Uh, Oh, speaking of, like, not winning. um, (laughs) Oh, my God. When they say, oh, and there are prizes for second and third, so, you know, we're going to drug test all the top three. Yeah, you get a gift certificate. (laughs) Yeah, second place, if you don't win a truck, you get $250 cash. Oh, my God. (laughs) And third place is a gift certificate to a restaurant? Yeah, yeah, Benny got the gift certificate. (laughs) Oh, Oh, shit. I mean, for how much I wasn't really rooting for her, it was genuinely sad when she didn't win. Oh, yeah, Norma? I mean, partially because she was so confused. It's like watching a child experience a disappointment. (laughs) Because she was just like... Why? What happened? <laughs> yeah, well, because it's like five hours before uh, she accidentally loses. She's talking about how like she didn't know what was going on and was completely confused and disoriented. And then she makes it like five more hours. <laughs> That's insane. <laughs> yeah. Oh, shit. I found one from uh, March uh, of this year. Oh, God. No. Yeah. The 2020 Hyundai Hands on Hope Contest. Don't put your hands on anything this year, please. <laughs> yeah, the date on this is uh, March 13th. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. What city was it in? Oh, it's the Washington Auto Show. <laughs> Wait, so this is like after the NBA shut down and like, right? Didn't that happen the week before? Maybe it's this is just the announcement for it. I think that happened that week. 
Because I feel like 11th and 12th is when things were getting serious here. Yeah, yeah. So what's incredible is that they started the contest and everything was fine. (laughs) Yeah, it's like some like Walking Dead 28 Days Later shit of like they finally take their hands off the truck and the world is just fucking Yeah, they all walk outside for the first time. We fucking did it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, big news, guys. Uh Oh, (laughs) Oh, sorry. The world ended while you were in there. There. Yeah, uh, yeah. Apparently, with this one is like you, each person gets like sponsored, and then they donate in addition to the car, just to make the humanitarian question a little better. In addition to the car, you know, each person, I guess they donate to a charity depending on how long you last or something like that. Mm-hmm. So it seems like the uh, the Washington Auto Show in an attempt to be like we're not monsters is like we're doing charity too. On these things, when you like win a car. Don't you still have to pay taxes on it? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which yeah. is a lot of money. My, I, lot. I've had, I've had experiences where my dad has been fucking oh, of course, furious, of course, because his sister, his sister enters contests for a living, oh. uh, and wins them. And um, one of them, <laughs> she entered a contest for a car. And gave his name. Oh shit! And he won the car. Uh, <laughs> he was he was so pissed off about it. <laughs> he had to like go to some weird city to go get it. <laughs> it was it was like nothing but pain. <laughs> yeah, the car you win, by the way, is a Hyundai Venue. What did they? Like, no thanks. <laughs> it kind of looks like a. Like did almost... they assemble it from parts, leftover parts of other Hyundai's? I mean, it look, kind of looks like a like a Mini Cooper, like one of them big Mini Coopers or something. I don't know. It's like a weird little crossover, but that's what you win. A <laughs> hundred. Oh yeah, I just... hours. A Hyundai ends in pieces. I... Yeah. <laughs> I looked up the Instagram for the Washington Auto Show, and they had eight days of their. Oh, it's never mind. I'm sorry. It started on day eight, but they did do the contest. I wanted to see if they canceled it. <laughs> Wait, so they they went ahead they with did... the contest like back in March? Yeah, 14 weeks ago. It says oh, they okay, did it. Okay. Still. <laughs> <laughs> Still, they all caught it. They all caught yeah, yeah. it. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, for sure. You can't be going. You can't be going to trade shows. I did. I did go to my first NBA game ever, like a week before everything oh, shut shit. down. <laughs> I was like, oh no. <laughs> Didn't you watch a Timberwolves game where they won? Oh yeah, yeah. I, it was Timberwolves and Pelicans, and yes, the Pelicans absolutely wow, lost. Wow, <laughs> a rare Timberwolves win, and you got to see it live. Uh, I'm jealous. I did get I did get to see a fun Zion dunk. Oh yeah, he's yeah. Um, which was exciting. But yeah, then otherwise, yeah, no, we lost. It was not that guy's body doesn't look <laughs> like he should be able to get more than about four inches off the ground, and he just fucking flies. It's <laughs> absurd. It's absurd to see a human move like that. It was cool, and then when the Pelicans lost, he like hugged everybody on the other team, which now is horrifying, <laughs> but at the time was nice. <laughs> Um, so uh, do we have any notes of anything we want to cover before we before we bring it in just that it was like a little sweet moment when JD won and then he gave it to his wife 
Oh, it was really sweet, and she was crying a lot. Yeah, well, because <laughs> her, her husband had been essentially tortured for days on end. Yeah. yeah, this has to be really brutal on a spouse, because like... Oh, God, think about how much running around you're doing. Yeah, it's, I mean, one, I think that you're probably doing those days with them. Yeah. Like, like I don't know that they're, they maybe are sleeping a little bit, but I bet it's not much. Yeah, no, I'm sure it's like, I, oh, I need, you know, I need another pair of shoes. I need food. Like, there, there's just... Yeah, you're running around, and then you're watching, like, this person you love, like... Deteriorate. So yeah. Yeah. Absolute misery. Yeah. And you're just like, no, <laughs> we could maybe just buy a car. He seemed fine. Yeah, he <laughs> like, seemed okay, strangely. I mean... He seemed like one of those old Texas men. He seemed like a King of the Hill character that's just like indestructible and just kind of like calm and like, yeah, I don't know. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. (laughs) I'm sure he I'm sure he had a lot of weird experiences in Vietnam or something. Yes. And now he doesn't sleep, so he's fine. That that seemed to be a through line with all of this stuff. They're like, I get the feeling every one of these guys was over a certain age all they all saw some shit yeah yeah i I did i did sort of have a fleeting thought not that any of these characters really made me feel that way but just the idea of staying up this much where i was like are any of these people on some form of methamphetamine (laughs) well janice and uh and her husband it was one of those things where i was like i could go either way i could see it being meth or i could also just see it being Lots and lots of, uh, you know, soft peppermints. <laughs> sure, yeah. I like, think but then it, when they say, oh, yeah, no, Janice was up for 101 hours once, you're like, ooh, oh, I think I'm leaning in one uh, particular uh, direction <laughs> here. That's true. I was going to say, my Uncle JL didn't have any teeth, but it wasn't because of that. It was because of sweet peppermints and red man chewing tobacco, but yeah. he also couldn't stay up for 100 hours. Yeah. Yeah, it is true. I forgot I forgot that when they said that, it was like, uh-oh. <laughs> yeah. Well, it was so crazy because they do drug test everybody at the end it's like no no performance enhancing drugs you can't be on the gas if you're fucking winning this truck Mm -hmm. (laughs) they have higher standards than the mlb at this time (laughs) (laughs) well fifteen thousand dollars is on the line (laughs) yeah one other thing this movie did do is i mean you know like trucks and move in uh country songs are obviously such a trope and everyone knows like texas and trucks but like yeah they actually kind of explain the importance of like a pickup truck to their identity oh yeah yeah that guy says trucks are money yeah Cars don't make money trucks make money yeah yeah that was really profound yeah it's profound but also having been in that truck and tried to move with somebody using that exact truck eh, it's kind of small yeah. i don't know if that specific truck makes money but I, I get the idea of what you're saying it's an el camino with bigger wheels it's straight up dude yeah straight up um okay well why don't we try to sum it up uh our three sentences or less sum up time um my sentences are good right now the roundup as they say in texas <laughs> the old roundup yeah we'll do an old roundup um okay so i'll go first for some reason um so hands on a hard body is this is a pretty easy one actually <laughs> it's so straightforward <laughs> um hands on a hard body is a documentary about a contest where you have to keep your hands 
on a truck and the last person to do that wins and about how everyone loses their mind doing this. <laughs> <laughs> um, Rivers? Uh, the 90s were good. Uh, uh-huh, yes. The 90s were sweaty. Uh, and yes. uh, Benny should have won. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, it just, good. It just made me miss a certain... Like, I don't know. I feel like all of my memories of the 90s are associated with heat and just being hot and sweaty somewhere in like the the middle of the fucking, you know, like in the woods or in the country somewhere. So this movie really, you know, hit me right back in the memory hall where I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, I remember this. Like to me, the (laughs) 90s is just like sweaty and then wearing a free T-shirt that I got at like a street fair. Oh, yeah. From like Regions Bank. (laughs) I feel like my, my entire childhood, I was clothed in free T-shirts that I got from like various banks and video stores. Oh, mine were all. I do remember yeah. that. Mine yeah. were all free T-shirts from like soccer camps and stuff. Yeah, yeah, that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah student council T-shirts, and you're just like, yeah. ugh, and you're just sweating and got mosquito bites and shit. And I feel like everybody in this movie was, you know, had had my exact hair and, from that time and this time. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, good old good old nostalgia piece. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Hands on a hard body is a documentary about how the power of God is just less than the willpower of a Texas man. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Yes, that's good. Hands on a hard body is my favorite King of the Hill episode. Yeah. Yeah. I'm surprised King of the Hill never did a send up of this. Yeah. Yeah. This seems like such a fucking layup, like for a Mike Judge. Actually, that's who should direct the goddamn movie. Yeah. Silicon Valley's over. Let's get Mike Judge there. Perfect. Oh, Oh, my God. That would be so good. It does seem like something Dale would have entered. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, all of them but Hank. Yeah, yeah. Bill. This this would be the B story. Like, they would just keep cutting back to Bill, like, getting just <laughs> fucked with at this contest, basically. Yeah. It would be, yeah, Bill Boomhauer would enter and lose immediately. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He would try to, like, grab a girl's ass or something. Yeah. yeah. I wish I was an aspiring screenwriter when King of the Hill was on and I would have written my spec. <laughs> yeah. Supposedly, they're, they're rebooting it. Supposedly, it's coming back. Oh, that's I heard. Fun. oh, really? Uh, yeah, probably. Uh, you know, if the past has been any indication, probably got bought up by goddamn Netflix or Hulu One. Yeah, but well, yeah, Reno Nine One One's back on Quibi with new episodes. Quibi. So. Oh God, fuck off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I was gonna ask uh, real quick. Speaking of Mike Judge, have you watched Tales from the Tour Bus? No. Oh, y- y- y'all are going to want to watch that shit. It's uh it's on the uh if you go to Amazon, they do a free month trial of Cinemax and that's where you can watch it. It's Mike Judge. Uh it's two seasons. Uh the first season is all about country music and it's basically like it's Mike Judge did a documentary about stories about musicians and then animated the whole thing. So it's oh. these real real interviews combined with like people telling their stories and it's just shit like like Waylon Jennings used to travel with dynamite and one night they they stiffed him uh at a venue they didn't pay him and uh so he blew up the venue (laughs) (laughs) so it's just shit like that and the first the first season is country music and the second season is funk and so they're talking to like Rick James oh my god it's and James Brown and uh Morris Day in the time it's so goddamn good but anyway that's uh I watched pretty much both seasons just in like two sittings. It was incredible. I love that. 
Okay, a great recommendation. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, well, Rivers, where can people find your stuff? Uh, Twitter and Instagram, at Rivers Langley, and you can check out the podcast, The Goods from the Woods. It comes out, uh, at this point, three times a week. <laughs> Four if you count the Patreon. Now more than ever, your podcast yeah, comes out. <laughs> <laughs> That's a much more succinct way to put that, and I'm stealing that for every podcast I do from Perfect. now on. Now more than ever. Uh, yeah, The Goods from the Woods, uh, Stitcher, Apple and Spotify and all that stuff everywhere. Awesome. And Luke? Twitter and Instagram at Luke F. Jensen. Awesome. I'm Mighty Monica. It's Monica with a K. Thank you so much for listening. Mm-hmm.